Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Matthew. That did really make it feel like this was iCarly. iCarly. Yeah. 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 Well, you like mouthing along to it and doing the five four. <laughs> that was really what did it for me. <laughs> I'm glad I could do it for you. Yeah. How are you? Yeah. Well, 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 no, blah, blah, blah. welcome to what the fuck is happening, I guess. Thank you for having me. Uh, do I say that what? joke every single week? I think I do. <laughs> yeah, because you're just, you're such a comedian. And I can never remember the jokes that I've made in the past. Yeah, just your average, (laughs) just your average joke comedian. Exactly. Anyway, hello. I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm fine. No, I mean, lots of complaints, but nothing to do on the (laughs) podcast. So (laughs) we have already spent a few minutes chatting beforehand. This is true. Yeah. I feel like there's a solid amount of like entertainment news items okay. that I want to chat it. about later in the pod. So I kind of want to jump straight into our what the fuck of the weeks, if you're cool with that. Yeah. I, why, I don't have one. So why don't you have one? I do have one. Okay. <laughs> I bet you it's go the first, same like one you as yours. <laughs> I bet it's the same one as yours. I'm putting moisturizer on because in Australia me. it's winter it's and dry as fuck. The way in my lips get dry is homophobic um do you want to go first sure taylor swift tickets <laughs> <laughs> it's not the same one but i'm glad okay. that i'm glad that you're bringing it up um we got fucked over by ticket tech i will die on this hill i uh, no we did we did we so, did. Uh, so did a lot of other people to be fair but i only care about me so. context uh, we didn't get tickets. That's context. To Taylor Swift? To Taylor Swift. Anybody in Australia who also tried to get tickets knows the definitely pain. already knows. This, yeah, knows the tea, knows the sitch. Yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, Ticket Tech fucked us in the asshole with no lube and it was terrible. <laughs> yes, I full-heartedly agree with this statement. I can't it have did. any. I can't give any more details because I'm so upset about. It. I can't put them into words. <laughs> That's so fair. I feel yeah. like it feels like a solemn, like telling someone that a relative. Yeah, died, it does. Which I is had, so like, absurd. I had so many friends text me and be like, "Did you get tickets?" And every time I was like, "No," they were like, "I'm so sorry." I'm like, yeah, me fucking too. This is the worst day of my yeah. life. Not to be like a <laughs> snowflake liberal, but triggered. <laughs> literally, literally. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> I you can tell I'm not over it. Well, okay, no, I feel like we need to. I actually think I'm of... getting more upset the more days that go on. No, totally, it's snowballing yeah it is it is all right you give context while i just well the context is that 
I was trying to get tickets on Wednesday. Yes. To the Taylor Swift Eras tour in any Along Sydney or Melbourne dates from 10 a.m. Australian citizen until 6 p.m. Mm. That whole time I was trying to get tickets. Mm-hmm. Didn't even get through. Mm-mm. I followed all the rules. I didn't refresh. I had it open on multiple devices that were connected to different networks. Like a fucking, I felt like, you know, when like NCIS and shit, when they're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. image enhance. <laughs> and it's like, no, that's one, that's not possible. And two, you look like a dick. But anyway, yeah. um, I was like that, yeah. like fucking speed, speed glasses on and like, you know, um, and then got nothing in the pre-sale. Which I have a lot to say about fucking this term pre-sale. I know. And then Friday, Maddie and I were both on from 10 a.m. till probably 3 or 4. Essentially until it was confirmed that everything was sold out. Pretty much. And neither of us got through. So that was double the amount of phones and shit. Neither of us got through. Um, Leading up to last week when it was ticket to purchase time. Maddie and I... We're living our, like, delusional Debbie lives. Well, okay, so the thing is, is that we were really mad that she's not coming to Brisbane. Not to dox our very own selves, but we are close <laughs> to Brisbane. That's the concert that we would go to, right? Yeah, no, she's we're in Brisbane. Only... This is, this is yeah. common knowledge for people who listen, yes. So we are, we not anywhere near Sydney or Melbourne. So we were already really fucking pissed off that she mm-hmm. wasn't coming to Brisbane. And it would yep. cost so much money to get down there. And yep. then that she was only doing a few shows to cater to all of Australia and all of New Zealand. So yes, we I'm were sorry. like, in protest, <laughs> we won't even care if we don't get tickets. <laughs> yeah, we were like, we, we were like, it's going to cost so fucking much money yeah. even to go to Sydney, which is uh, ele- almost yes. 11 hour commute for us. It'd be mm-hmm. 11 hour drive each way. Mm-hmm. So it was already like... We were questioning whether we wanted to go. We both wanted to go, but we were like, yeah. is it... Financially... Is it like a reasonable a... expense? Yeah, yeah. Is this, can you know? we manage this? <laughs> and then, like, the week before, we were like, yeah, it's probably worth it, especially if we can get Sydney tickets. Yes. I think we'd both really regret it if we didn't. Yes. However, because we've been so wishy-washy for the months prior, we were like, if we don't get tickets, it's not the end of the world. It was meant to be... And it's okay. We're okay if we don't get tickets. We'll be fine. Because it's going to be super expensive to go and it's going to be, you know, massive expense, massive time, amount of time to travel and stuff. Um, For further context, I absolutely believed myself when I was saying those things. I, like, tricked my own self into believing what retrospectively I realised are lies. Well, so I... Yeah, and in my head, I was like, I don't think people kind of realise... Or no, that's not true. Perhaps I was like, I realized that people in my head, I'm now like Taylor Swift pre-pandemic was probably, you know, still one of the biggest artists in the world and stuff and still super crazy popular. But I feel like personally over the pandemic, she's gone from pop girly who's for the girls and the gays to kind of just megastar who's kind of generally enjoyed by the entire general public which yes. in like giving like Beyonce vibes it's kind of like an 
everyone wants to go to the concert. Everyone listens to music. I just don't see. Especially now that she's had folklore and Evermore and she's kind of varied the kind of um, music and stuff. I feel like she's gained an even higher audience and now she is undeniably one of like the biggest artists in the world. Well, I did see someone the other day also say, and I think this was a very accurate take, be like, everybody wants to go to the Eras tour because it's this massive, like, just playing the hits of yeah. every single album kind of thing. And they were like, I just don't think that if she was doing a Midnight's tour, it would be as, like, crazy as this. And I was like, that's probably pretty accurate. Like, I think there would probably be less I general disagree. public demand. Because the heiress, a midnight tour would still be covering from Lover to Midnight's. No, sure, but I just, I don't think it would be this, like, just random off-the-street general public being like, oh my god, yeah, I want to go see Taylor Swift kind of thing, you know? I disagree. Really? I think it would matter. I think she would still be... I think if she'd... I think it would... No, don't get me... I think she would still be selling out all of these stadiums and stuff. Don't get me wrong. I just don't no, think, I think it, would it would be, be the absolute same. fucking shit fest that it is to get tickets. I, okay, I still think I, that. Um, people who are listening, please let us know below whether you think I am correct or whether you think Nicholas is a fucking idiot. <laughs> I mean, two things can be true at once. So true. I am correct and Nicholas is a fucking idiot. Period. But... <laughs> No, I, I really, I feel like she's kind of gone, yeah. She's no, she now has. for everyone. She's now for the normies. Um, no, it's true. She's, like, less divisive. Yeah. I feel like, especially when we went to see her last time on the Reputation Tour in, like, 2017 mm. or 18, mm-hmm. um, she was, like, career-wise uh, or general public... Um, Perception-wise, she was, like, at her lowest, right? Well, I just don't know, because the Reputation Stadium tour at the time was the highest-grossing tour of all time. So how can those two things be because same, true at the same time? even just the Swifties and the general public girl and girls and gays who like her were still going. Yeah. Like, are still big enough to sell out all of these stadiums and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But I think general perception-wise, like, public perception-wise, she was probably at her lowest at Reputation, i.e. the album being called Reputation and being what it's about. Yeah, sure. Yeah. She was like that tweet. You, the, you know the Christina tweet? The, um... Uh, Chris, Christina was at her lowest. Fat, nasty, and broke. And she came on this bitch mad as hell. <laughs> Do you know that one? <laughs> no, I don't. But that's, uh, that's It's exactly when she was featured on Maroon 5's Moves Like Jagger. So one of her fans was like, it's been yeah. so hard being a Christina fan. She's at her career's lowest. She's fat, nasty, and broke. And she came on this bitch mad as hell. Like, how mad is, like, iconic. Imagine <laughs> a fan weird. reading you like that. But anyway, she was like that during <laughs> Reputation where, you know, her fans are still her fans. But, like... I, 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 I think there's a reason that we got tickets so close to the concert last time. Anyway. Did we? We bought yeah, those we from a second-hand that. site, didn't we? Oh, yeah, but didn't Brisbane Stadium only sold out, like, a few weeks before the concert? I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember. But anyway. She, Maddie, genuinely thought that we would get tickets because she's been... She's I been was, a directioner in the middle of the yeah. 1D days, getting Justin tickets Bieber, to the concerts, I went, like I've front been rows. Seen, I've been Justin Bieber like three times. Mm. Yeah, One Direction I've been multiple times. 
almost front row. I genuinely, like, in my mind, I was like, yeah, it's going to be hard. There's a lot of people who want tickets, but I just don't understand how I would not get tickets. Turns out, Ticket Tech would fuck us in the ass with no loot. Well, <laughs> you were thinking that. I wasn't quite so optimistic. I was very much of the, I think this is going to be in, like, in the trenches fighting for our lives. Um, but I mm. think, typically, in my experience, pre-sales have done me well. Yeah. They've not ever kind of disappointed me, yeah. pre-sales. Yeah. Little did I know, this mm. pre-sale was essentially the general on sale part yes. one. The yeah. prequel, you know? <laughs> it was. It was. Oh, no. You're... Oh, no. Sorry. I hope that recorded. Um, Did you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Siri, like, popped up and demanded my attention. Um, <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I, pre-sales never never failed me. So I was like, I think it's going to be really fucking tough. And I don't know if we'll get the tickets we want in the pre-sale. But I think, I think in my heart of hearts, I genuinely believed we would get tickets. Yeah, same. Next minute, ticket tech changes the rules. Eighteen hours of my life, I'm never getting back. I just don't understand. So basically, the way that it usually works when you buy tickets, and the way that fucking makes a lot of sense, is well, it's two pronged. So you explain how it fucked us up in the moment, like in the actual queuing system. You keep going. Sorry for interrupting, but I just want to say that there's like a two parter. But go. Okay. Well, so usually how it works is that it's an actual queue. So it's first come, first serves gets let in. As more people. Like, as people buy tickets and move out of the checkout process, the next person in line gets moved in. Ticket Tech decided in all their infinite wisdom, they were like, you know what? To make it fair, we're going to randomize who gets let in. And so it didn't matter how long you waited or sat in the lounge, they were fucking calling it. They just were like, yeah, you can come in, not you. So that resulted then in some people getting tickets to multiple nights and other people, such as us, not getting any tickets at all. Not even getting in. Not even getting in. I want to be clear. It's genuinely just luck. It was genuinely just luck. It was just luck. It's been confirmed. Ticket text said it. Yeah. And they're like, it's the only way to be fair. That is not true. No, that's not true. I'm (laughs) like, what if we like turn into Fox News? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And suddenly we're like, no, no equality for anyone. Everyone no. deserves to be put in their place. They do. When you have a system that works for everybody, why would you why would you change it? And the, I oh. actually have a system that I think would work better. And I'll explain it after I've continued. So I think there was an issue. Another issue with that was that especially for the pre-sale, Oh, yeah, um, they fucking just gave the code to a million people. That's not even yeah. an exaggeration. It was literally well, no, a million no, no, no. people got it. It was literally. And that was just for the Sydney shows. Yeah. But anyway, no, I, I think the pre-sale code was an issue in two, two regards. One was that on the day of the pre-sale, you didn't need to enter your code to get into the queue. That's so true. This meant that just anyone who was like, oh, I'll hop on and see if... The tickets are sold out. I'm just curious. There were multiple people in my office at work on the day who just jumped on to see what was happening. So there was like probably 100,000 people who didn't actually want or intend to buy tickets on that day. That's horrible. Who were in the queue because you didn't need to put in your pre-sale code before entering the queue. So that was one issue. 
Issue two is that the pre-sale code was just have a Frontier account. <laughs> yeah, literally. Every single pre-sale I've ever done for any concert I've been to, yeah. the pre-sale has either been for buying merch and or the album directly from the artist's store. Yeah. So, the yeah, I, I, I often buy the vinyl um, merch packs, uh, pre-order them before the album comes out on my favourite artist's sites and stuff. So I always get a pre-sale code for that. Um, I often get, like, JB Hi-Fi often does pre-sale codes. Um, often if mm. you're just signed up to the artist's emailing list, so people who are signed up to the Taylor yeah. Nation fan club, like, a, it's like an official fan club, it's not, it's yeah. run by her. But, um, like, the Taylor Nation, uh, if they were signed up to that, that should be the pre-sale, not just mm. having a Frontier account. Yeah. Because that's, yeah. like, everyone who's ever bought tons of tickets ever. <laughs> Literally. Literally. So the pre-sale was not a pre-sale. No. Because it was not limited by any means to any kind of, um, what is it called? Any kind of... Anything. Barriers. Yeah, there was no, um, barriers. That's, yeah, there was no barrier of entry. It was just whoever wants tickets can get tickets in the pre-sale, which is fucking dumb because it's a pre-sale. I think it should have been anyone who was signed up to the Taylor Nation, Taylor Artists, uh, email list should have gotten mm. a pre-sale and it should that have been that pre-sale. I think that would have, one, rewarded the fans who actually were intending to buy tickets um and two i think it would have limited it so it wasn't such a shit fucking show yeah and those are the two things that i think went wrong with specifically the pre-sale is that you didn't need to put in the code and you uh you you didn't need to put in the code until you were buying tickets and um the pre-sale was just open to literally everyone yeah. So it was just general on sale. Yeah. And I'm convinced that like three, two thirds of the tickets were sold by the time the Amex pre-sale and the general on sale pre-sale were done. And then by the time the general on sale came Friday, they were sold out in like 10 minutes. No, yeah. It's very possible. It's very possible. Anyway, so and now Nicholas and I are really upset. Well, we Even both were like, we told ourselves we wouldn't be. We now we, we don't. Yeah, have we messaged each other and we were like, "Well, well, we said that we weren't gonna be upset." <laughs> right? And we texted later, and we were both were like, "We just had a little cry." <laughs> yeah, we were like, "Um, so Remember what we said about not being upset? Be, yeah. Don't be mad, but I'm upset. <laughs> I'm upset. I'm very upset." Uh, literally, I was so mad. I was so grumpy. I went to dinner with my family that on Friday night, and it was like I was just yeah. blank faced, emotionless. I felt numb, and <laughs> I think it's also it was shocking to me because I was like, I desperately wanted to not be the type of person who could get this upset about not getting tickets to a concert. Yeah. But then yeah. I was thinking about it, and I was like, there's Probably only like two artists, three max, who I would feel this way about it, and yeah. I regret that Taylor Swift is one of them. Yeah, but she means a lot. To, like her music means a lot to me, and all this stuff. And it's like it's as, yeah. as the same for everyone. But you know, it's no. Like... I agree. I mean, I think for me, I go. I would not even bother trying to buy tickets, let alone actually buy tickets to a concert that I did not want to go to or to an artist that I did not like or for an album mm. that I didn't enjoy like I just would be like oh I'll see them next time or I don't need to see this person I didn't I don't like I just wouldn't spend my money on it so when I yeah. make the choice to not only 
go, yeah, okay, I'm committing to spending the money to go to the concert. And also I'm committing the committing to spending the money to go to a whole other fucking state and city. Like, those are not decisions I make lightly. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think I probably should have seen it coming that when, if it didn't work out, that I would be like, oh, that's actually disappointing. Yeah, anyway. I mean, I think we were just genuinely delusional. We were, like, trying to... Like, sure. it was obviously we were, we were just trying to convince ourselves that we'd be okay, but turns out that was a lie. And honestly, like... Yeah. I can admit that it wasn't even just disappointment and sadness that I felt not getting tickets. Yeah. I'm okay to admit that I was feeling um, anger. (laughs) (laughs) Not to be like a toxic man or whatever, but I was mad as hell. I came on this bitch mad as hell, okay? No, you were same. kind of the same. I don't think you were, like, as no. gung-ho mad as I was. Well, what are you going to say? I'm really mad at the people who bought tickets to multiple nights, but I know you were really mad at Taylor <laughs> for a little while. Well, yeah, I think Taylor is slightly to blame because she expected two entire countries to be able to fit into yeah. these shows in Sydney and Melbourne, which are both in the same corner of Australia. Yeah. Um, <sighs> I, I'm i more, yeah, no, I'm mostly angry at the people who got tickets to multiple shows, or all of the shows. I've seen yeah. people who got tickets to every single show she's doing. It's fucking crazy. It's so... I don't know, it, it's just... The fact it, that Ticket Tech even allows that, though, by the way. I know, it's really Ticket true. Tech should be limiting you to four tickets for one show. Yeah, Period. that's it's really, really true. If you want to make a fucking equal and give everyone a fair chance, don't let people buy tickets to so many nights. Period. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I was literally, like, screenshotting Australian Swifties accounts on Twitter who were, like, bragging about having multiple tickets to multiple shows and sending them to the group chat and being like, look at this fucking cunt. (laughs) (laughs) That's so true. He did do that. (laughs) I was so fucking mad. And there's this one specific one. I'm not going to name and shame, obviously. But I do want to say that I think it's legit hilarious. I might not even have it anymore. But I deleted um, it in a rage. <laughs> I, 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 um, well, I, I feel think... like I've gotten to the stage. So at first I was just upset and then I started to get angry. And now I've gotten to the stage of my grief where I'm like, I can't even look at videos of other people at the Eras tour because I'm like, I'm not going. So I can't be happy for them and I yeah. can't be happy for me. So I just need to yeah. swipe. I need to move on. Yeah. No, I'm with you there. Um, I found it and it's, yes. I'm not going to name the account, even though I usually okay. do, because this is, you know, I'm sending them hate. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, there's this one person on Twitter who's an Australian Swifty who posted a photo of them with tickets to literally every Australian show that Taylor's doing. Mm. And then they got tons of messages being like, um, okay, selfish Sally, how about you mm. go fuck yourself? And, like, how dare you do that when other Swifties can't even get one ticket to one show? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that's all... I think that's all fair criticism. Like, really bullying true. works, folks. Um, <laughs> but then they, like, posted that, bragged about it, and then, like, tweeted, please stop sending me nasty shit because I got tickets to all the shows I wanted or because I've seen the tour already. So not only did this bitch get tickets to 
every single Australian show, she's flown to America and been to the Errors Tour in America twice. The first time she won a the first time she won a competition to get flown to America to go to the Errors Tour, and the second time she paid with her own money to fly to America and go to the Errors Tour. That really, like literally, the way that I feel sick to my stomach. I'm shaking. (laughs) The way that she says. Those trips were paid for out of hard-earned money and winning a competition. And it's like, you... Watch it. Yeah. (laughs) The way... I rarely feel this much anger towards someone I don't know. I never feel this much anger towards people I do know. (laughs) (laughs) I, 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 I just find it so absurd that she would brag about getting all those tickets... And then make a statement saying, stop bullying me because I got the tickets I wanted, which is to all the shows. And I've already been. Like, I didn't know that you'd already been to the concert. You could have left that out. Yeah. And I would have felt a little bit bad that people were bullying you. But yeah. you put that in. So you were like, I'm going to double down and brag. Having said that, I will say, it does make sense that a Swifty would be socially inept. You're right. That's so true. Because if you think about, like, the her horse girls at school or, like, the Hannah Montana girlies at school and stuff like that, they were, like, crazy delusional Debbies. Yeah. They would be, like, always one-upping everyone and so always, true. like, bragging about stuff. And in the statement saying, stop bullying me, she then brags about something irrelevant, like, something d- completely different that we didn't know about. I don't know. I just find this one specific person on Twitter an absolute twat. <laughs> really fair they definitely i think have become the face of all anger towards yeah people buying multiple nights yeah and like not all swifties but like a lot of swifties are bad people and like <laughs> almost on the barb level almost on the k-pop stand level yeah that's true that's really that's true all they I'll are, say. I don't can know. be borderline did you see oh no you did we talked about this last week right of taylor swift being like please whoever you think this song is about yeah don't bully people. <laughs> I know, which is like the first time ever she's told her fans not to be like yeah. trash. It's really true. Anyway, moving on. That's the thing Swift, is we're like we hardcore them. stands, but I don't know that we would describe ourselves as Swifties because I think Swifties has a connotation of like horse girl energy. It's I think about this a lot because I'm like Taylor's music is probably almost exclusively what I listen to. Um, mm. And I'm like, but would I consider myself a Swifty? And the answer is usually no. I'm like, I don't think so. Yeah. Because but it's like, like a, I think it's that's a just because I'm sane, you know? Yeah, like, that's the thing. I, I adore Taylor and I adore her music, but I'm not like... Not just that. A, we like I don't know. participate like in all of the like um, guessing games and theories and shit. We yeah. participate in that, which would... Which would make us Swifties, but Swifty itself is, like, you have to bestow that name upon yourself, and I don't think I'm willing to do that based on no, the me reputation. Either. Me I, either. I, ironically, the reputation. Um, so no, that fucking sucked. Just... Yeah. Yeah, that did suck. Uh, it was yeah. depressing. It was. If you couldn't depressing. tell from the way we just talked about it for 20 minutes. And we've actually only basically been talking about this since it happened on Thursday, Friday. It's true. Do you want to hear my um, pitch for a better ticket tech queuing system? Please give it to me. 
I think I've already told you, but I think... I think that there's a middle ground between completely random luck of the draw and what's it called? Like, uh, in order of when you yeah. log on kind of thing. Yeah. I think it's kind of impossible to do the log on, uh, like numerical, like a line, like a queue. Yeah. It's impossible to do like a literal queue because so many people are logging on at once. Yeah. But I feel like they should have like three to five minute groups and you should be assigned groups. Oh, <sighs> uh, Yes. Based on when you show up. So it's still yeah. in a queue, but if you're there in the first three minutes of the sale, you're put into the first group, and then within that first group, it's random draw until yeah. everyone in the first group has had a go. Then yeah. it moves on to group B, which is minutes five to ten, anyone who logged in during them. That kind of thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. It makes I think sense. that would make more sense. It would still be luck, but it would still be less luck. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. It does. Like, statistically, you'd have more of a chance. Oh, for sure. For sure. I don't know. Because Completely Random was just a shit show and not fair and really messed up. It's really true. It was. Ugh. Also, disclaimer, we are aware that this is first world problems. That's true. We are. You're right. You're right. Which I think is why, like, I mean, I saw a lot of people, like, crying and i totally mm. understand that there are people out there who her music probably means like something much more meaningful and profound to them than it does to me for example like don't get mm-hmm. me wrong i i love her and i love her music and I, I they're very thoughtful blah 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 i relate to it but it's not like she saved my life or anything like that you know right but like i i just don't really get when people who are like, you know, full Well, the bitch that I was bitching about on Twitter yeah. had the photo that she posted with the tickets was her crying and her mascara, like, all the way down her face. Yeah, yeah. You've already seen this yeah. tour twice. Yeah. Perhaps tears aren't necessary. But you know what the other thing I forgot to say in her little thread of tweets saying, stop bullying me just because... I'm a selfish bitch. Um, (laughs) She also said, I've been a fan of Taylor since 2006. Yeah. And it's like, ma'am, I don't think that fucking means shit. Especially when you've already seen the tour. Yeah. But anyway, let's stop talking. Let's not mention Taylor for the rest of the show. Okay. All right. Because I'm mad at also her. Because I think... I just... No, we're not doing it anymore. We're moving on. Well, no, my hot take, my, wait, wait, my hot take on the Eras tour is that she should feel free to do a three and a half hour show through all of the US. The travel's not that crazy if they're going state by state. I think she should have a shortened, probably two hour, whatever, tour for all the international dates. I think it would allow her. I mean, to be fair to her, for all we know, she's going to. If she fucking has a two-hour show in Australia after this fucking shit show and her saying using the three-plus-hour show as an excuse, yeah. I'm going to be mad. It's really fair. Because for people who are completely, no- like, normal humans who don't give a fuck about this shit... Yeah. The reason, her official reasoning for not being able to do many shows and for doing multiple shows in the same city and letting people travel to her is because it's a massive production with a full-size house... And it's three and a half hours long. So health-wise, she cannot 
perform it multiple nights in a row if she's traveling in between them. It's just mm. not for her voice and stuff. It's not plausible. But I'm like, well, then perhaps doing 20 months of this isn't an awesome idea in the first place. And if a two hour show means she can visit more places or have more shows, I don't know. I'd be okay with that. I'd be okay with missing out on some. Yeah. You know? I don't know. I do. I do. Anyway. Anyway. Moving on from Taylor. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> My what the fuck of the week this week is Blake Lively. Oh, okay. Is this the alcohol thing? This is still, this is in the Taylor Swift cinematic universe. This is still the TSCU. Iconic. <laughs> um, yeah, it is. If it's about the alcohol. Um, mm. Sorry, my thing just logged out. Was I gone then? Or am I no. You're Stunning. Gone. Okay, so... This week, Blake Lively got in trouble. She did. Um, clearly, you already know about this. But basically, Blake Lively, for years, has publicly lived a sober lifestyle. She is yes. a sober person, and she's been an advocate for it and said in multiple interviews that she thinks it's great. And she is sober because she hates the way that alcohol affects the body and is all bad for you and stuff. And then this week... In our the year of our Lord and Savior, twenty twenty three, our Lord and Savior being Ticketek because they have the power to give us life or crush our souls. I um, totally thought you were gonna say Ocean Gate submersibles, but have you seen that Ocean Gate's already advertising for their next voyage? I did, I did. Well, I've also seen them immediately put up a an advertisement for another pilot. For their submarines. They need another they need someone to fill that job. They did it's it like not funny. two they did it like two days later. It was absolutely funny. It's I'm laughing because it's the craziest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. It's literally a satire. It is! It is! It is The billionaire boss dies and immediately they're like, We must continue. But we need someone else show. to take the next The show must go on. It's like, um, Perhaps maybe <gasps> don't kill more people. <laughs> Fuck. Anyway. Wow. Well, um, moving on from that. That's so wild. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Blake Lively has lived a public lifestyle. This week on Twitter, she announces that she's launching um, an alcohol in a can mixer um, yeah. company called Betty Booze. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's basically just uh, flavored soda waters. It's basically just like bubbly with alcohol in it. Yes. Right? Yes. Which is all good and fine, except for the fact that she doesn't... Clear, she clearly does not drink these beverages because she's sober. Yeah. Yeah. As a whole, I don't particularly give a fuck when celebrities shell out, like, you know... Yeah, make a brand. Sell out and um, advertise things that they don't actually use. I don't typically give much of a fuck because it's the... That's, like, the whole thing. It's the game, you know? Yeah. Um, But when it's like this, when it's so- about something <laughs> like alcohol, yeah. that's, like, actually technically, you know, causes issues and people can get alcoholism and, yeah. you know, people can get really... Uh, this is not, like, a 
clothes company or yeah yeah no it's a hotel it's It's like yeah it's like it's like that would be like you know all the gambling ads with like mark Wahlberg and shit yeah in my head it's similar to that kind of thing yeah i do think that it's irresponsible personally i think it's irresponsible for her to be creating selling and making money off of a substance that she herself has said is dangerous and bad in the past um uh, honestly i totally but i agree. do want to be clear that i don't usually give a fuck when celebrities sell out but this specifically i think because it's a substance thing well i think it's one of the most absolutely unhinged moves that she could have made because mm. it's like Everybody knows that you don't drink alcohol. Everybody knows. What kind of what like what did you think was going to happen here? Well, Miss like, Things in just like marketing you know and PR wise, what did you think was going to This ugh. episode is called Delusional Debbies because Miss Lively okay. is also a delusional Debbie because she the is. very first the very first line of her Instagram post announcing her new company was I don't drink, but Yeah. Weird. <laughs> weird weird basically you're basically just admitting that you did this for money right because yeah well no in her post it's not for money it's because she wants people drinking uh healthy alcohol that has real fruit in it <laughs> and i'm like Miss but Miss. we all know that means she just wants the money <laughs> yeah go piss girl that is not true yeah 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 fuck. i yeah. Uh, yeah yeah i don't know i think that that's a step too far for no, absolutely. Me, personally. I mean, I, no. I also ultimately don't give a fuck about this either, but I think that it's kind of shitty of her. Yeah, well, again, it's just one of those things. It's 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 like a, it's a bit of a beige flag. It kind of makes you look at her and go, oh, what? what were you thinking? Yeah. What was that about? Yeah. What, what was the... It's not that we genuinely are like, fuck Blake Lively. It's like, yeah. uh, Blake Lively, I'm giving you bombastic side eye right now. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's it's like this has been so public in the past, her not drinking yeah. and stuff, and being sober that it's like, did no one in her team think this pause and think to tell her that it's like yeah. a bad optics? I don't know. That like if she if she was like five years ago in an article, I I think people I think uh, vitamins and supplements are dumb and a waste of money and don't really do anything. And then five years later, she's selling her own brand of like vitamins and supplements, I wouldn't really give a fuck because ultimately it's pretty harmless. I think I'd probably feel the same way, to be honest. Really? Yeah. So if it was Uh, like... Well, I mean, not if it was just like a once-off comment that she'd made, but if it was like a consistent like stance against whatever it is. Yes, yes. No, that's the thing is that she has... It's been like a thing for her. Yeah, exactly. For years past. Yes. (laughs) You are right. Whack. Absolutely whack. So that's my thing. I don't know. Okay. Well, that thing is also absolutely wild. Uh, shall we move on? Because yes, we're just talking a lot of we're just being generally angry this week. So are we not gener- generally angry every week? Well, I mean, we are, but I think this week in particular, we feel very rage against the machine, you know? Is the machine tick a tech? I 
think the machine is just the world. You know why I was also a little mad at Taylor is because of the shit show that the US pre-sale, the, the US tickets were. Yeah. Like the Ticketmaster shit literally was so bad in America that it got I laws mean, changed. The, but their stuff was different to our stuff, wasn't it? Like a lot of their stuff it was, was about that the it demand was easier and the price for scalpers. changes and shit. Right. Yeah. Um, and capacity was, yeah, but I, I, I'm also like how... Was this not better thought out after the shit show that was the American pre-sale mm. and general on sale? I don't know. Anyway. Um... <laughs> I think this was the, it's been better thought out because they changed the queue system. This is the only, this is the first time they've ever changed this system. And they obviously were like, this is the solution to all of the problems. When in fact, yeah. it just created more but different problems. <laughs> Honestly, I just don't think there was ever going to be a solution considering the high demand, right? I think it was just never going to... There was, I think always there was always going to be, be some disappointment, kind of shit show. but I think there was a way for the people who wanted, who were actual fans. Well, I was going to say, like, I, I, it, to the, be the, prioritized the, over general public. The disproportionate amount of like massive fans that I've seen not get tickets versus like generally interested people who did get tickets is like that doesn't seem right. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Moving on. Do you have what any you um any entertainment news items that you want to talk about or? Not really. Can't really remember what happened this week. As always. That's really fair. I can't find <laughs> one of the things I was going to talk about. That's okay. I have other things. Um. Did you see that? Like. In America, it's okay to discriminate against, like, people of colour and women and gays now. I did see that, uh, and I'm disappointed that you've brought that up. <laughs> well, I don't have a lot to say on it, because America's a dump. But yeah, I just want to say that that's so fucking dumb and so fucking stupid, and yeah. I don't envy anyone who lives in America. It's so... Like, it's like... When you didn't think it could get any worse, it still does. Like, they yeah. still... It's like... They literally you had no hope less to lose, lose, and you had no hope left to lose, and yet then they do something else, and you find out you did, in fact, have hope left to lose. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> you thought they hit rock bottom, lol. Yeah. There's another, another few more layers underneath. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, Fuck, it's so just disappointing and upsetting for everyone. It is genuinely wild. Did you um? Did you watch RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under season two yet? No, I didn't. Ugh. Season three starts at the end of the month, and um, they did they, they, they did the cast reveal, and it looks really really good. And yeah. I continue to be an advocate for this show. Love that. Um, because season two was one of my favorite seasons of Drag Race ever. I just rewatched it the other day, and. It still slaps. It still slaps. <laughs> yeah, I do. Specifically, I specifically because I think in season one, RuPaul and stuff were like expecting the Australian queens to be on the same level. Yeah. Fashion wise and cost wise and yeah. um, all this stuff as like the American version. Yeah. But I think in season two, they kind of lowered their expectations and realised, yeah. oh, the Australian queens are more about 
camp and being yeah. funny and yeah. uh, just having fun kind of thing. Yeah. So, like, this season, they don't really give a fuck about the runways. They don't really, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, interesting. It's kind of like, like that. that's a fun that's a fun concept. We are okay yeah. with the fact that it's only half sewn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, and yeah. it, it makes it ten times more enjoyable. The cast is incredible. It's really fun. Okay. Um, interesting. Did you want to talk about Miss Rodrigo's vampire? <gasps> yes, obviously. I mean, not that I have anything to say aside from... Slay. Slay. It punched me in the face and then has not let up since then. Gee, every time I listen I to I... it, I'm like, wow. I like, every, like it, it's every single time, like, my enjoyment of it's not going down. Every time it's, like, still equally, wow, mm. this is great. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of gagged that um, she was able to put out a song on the same level as Driver's License for this new album cycle. I think that that's pretty iconic. That she... I agree. There's few artists, I think, who can do a follow-up to their debut that's, like, all around on par, yeah. if not better than the first. I think Lord did it with Melodrama. Um, I'm just thinking recently. Lord did it with Melodrama. Yeah. I think Olivia's doing it with, with Guts and Vampire. Yeah. Um, I think Rina Sawayama did it. Mm. Mm. <laughs> uh, I don't know. There's really not that many that I think. Anyway, well, I think the it's really a fantastic interesting... song. Yeah, it is. I think the interesting thing about Olivia is that, I mean, A, no one knew whether she was going to be able to follow up just because it's kind of like, a, Oh, did you go through this really bad thing? And you wrote some amazingly inspired music about it. And now that that's gone, you've got nothing to say. Like it's like one of those things where yeah. it's like, Oh, who knows? Um, not in a bad also, way. Driver's license like a, was knows? just such a cultural moment that it's like, oh, it was, it was, no um, one would be shocked if that was a once in a lifetime thing. Oh, for Driver's sure. License, you know, for sure. that was crazy. That was so yeah. crazy. Um, but yeah, she's just like, she's done nothing in two years. Not even just music wise. Like we've just like heard no news about her. Um, she's been out of the public eye and then she just drops this song and she's like, mic drop, boom. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the artist of our generation. <laughs> yeah. And I think it also, if Driver's License and Vampire have the same thing in common in that they are, probably like two-thirds power ballad yeah yeah and i think that that says that general audiences and radio and everything are here for power ballads and i think really true we should be seeing more of them but really we don't (laughs) no you're right because i think i think the thing that olivia does so well like when i think of like a traditional ballad versus what she's kind of doing is that yes while it's still there in terms of like you know the heartfelt lyrics and the whatever Mm -hmm. she still manages to make it like really fucking catchy and like upbeat Mm -hmm. enough that you like can bop along to it you know as opposed to 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 a kind of a slower version you know i don't know it's it's yeah that's why i'm uh, saying power ballad yeah sure but like it's giving it's giving, like, kind of 80s power ballad vibes. Oh, for sure. For sure. When I was just talking about that, I was like, it's giving Don't Stop Believing. <laughs> In terms yeah, exactly. of that, like, yeah. It's it's fun and upbeat and catchy and you can't help yeah. but sing along to it. Yeah. Yeah. Very that. 
and yep. it gives you the highs and lows. It gives you the moments to like. So true, so true. It's so stroke your face and be melancholy, crafted. and also to like scream yeah. lyrics. Oh my god, so true. And a good power so ballad needs to have at least one moment where you can scream the lyrics. Oh, that's so accurate. And she has many. This just happens to be most of the song. Yeah, God, it's such a good song. It's a very good song. I'm very, very excited for the album now. I am too. Mm. I mean, there was... I don't... There's not really any skips on her first album. No, there's not. There's not. It was a very, very good album. And now I'm excited for a follow-up. Very good album. T-Sist. Yeah. Mm. Um, did anyway. you see the DC Superman casting news? <laughs> I did. I also saw he looks exactly like Henry Cavill. <laughs> I mean, my take on that is that they keep casting Superman to look like the Superman from the comics, so yeah. they're gonna they're gonna look the same yeah, anyway. Of course, of course. Uh, but they. So for context, James Gunn and DC have cast David Corinsweet as Superman slash yes. Clark Kent, and Rachel Brosnahan as Lois Lane. And I think Rachel Brosnahan as Lois Lane is inspired. I think that's Hold on, genius. I didn't hear about this. I'm looking her up. Rachel Bros... Uh, Bros... Nahan. She is Midge. In, she is the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Interesting. If you watch, like, one clip of her in Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, you'll be like, okay, that's Slay. She's got the comedy chops. <laughs> she's got the drama chops. She's got the everything she's just fucking phenomenal and as an actor she's amazing and i already stand her so the fact that she's been cast in this big uh epic movie i'm very excited about personally love that david corin sweat i've only seen in the politician mm-hmm. and he was very good in that um i fully he looks british i don't know i thought he was british but turns out he's american um <laughs> how do you spell his name cross cross corin C O R E N S W E T. Interesting. He's younger than her. He is. But she looks young anyway, so. She does. But I'm yeah, she's like rapid in. fire, like really, really great. Uh, he was just in um, Pearl, Pearl with Mia Goth. Yeah. Um, Which was like beyond critically acclaimed. It's like Martin Scorsese's favorite movie of last year. It was like. A big moment. Um, oh, he was in House of Cards, but for one episode. Wig. Okay. Uh, anyway, the um. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Thing specifically, I want to talk about this is that one, I'm a fan of the casting, and two, mm. it inspired the funniest Twitter internet moment of the week for me. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, at Joey Monda tweeted um something about it it has like a hundred thousand likes went viral um but for like different reasons so joey monda tweeted and it was i'll just let you interpret it so it says the new superman is gonna be huge okay i can't see it's really blurry okay well I'll text it to you, but... Okay. <laughs> so the tweet says the new Superman is going to be huge, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. 
me immediately i'm like oh that's a thirst tweet yeah because if you look at the photos and everyone's welcome to go look them up he's got a massive chunky bulge in these photos he does. of him at the beach so when Joey Monda is talking about Superman's going to be huge, he's talking about Superman being hung, okay? With that alien cock. Absolutely. That's what I would also assume. <laughs> and that is what it is, right? But yeah. if you see the first reply, it turns yeah. out that the, the straight nerds found the tweet and thought that they were that he was body shaming David Sweat <laughs> for not being buff enough like Henry Cavill was. What? Yeah. So there was, like, tweet uh, replies from Iconic. straight fanboys who, like, didn't realise that it was the first tweet about his cock. That's um, so funny. And were tweeting back, like, stop body shaming and he, he's got plenty of time to bulk up. And uh, Henry Cavill was rather small before he made it onto the big stage of Hollywood. Lol at his role in the Tudors. Not muscular by any means. Same physique as pictured above. Still, we want Henry back. <sighs> The way, that, the way people are so willing to die on a hill for something And the way that, that straight men think everything's about them. I know, so true. So true. It's like, this is a thirst tweet for the girls and the gays, not for yeah, you yeah, to, like, true. think Makes it's about body on. shaming. I like, know, you which you, none you of you even care about think, anyway. Yeah, and you don't think that it's, oh, you see, you don't see this tweet and think, oh, when he's saying huge, he doesn't mean in... He means huge in popularity and, like, yeah. world household name. That's not obvious. That's obviously not what he means, you know? I don't mm. know. I just find it yet another example of delusional debbies. So true. Oh, my God. Today is the day for that. Today's the day of delusional debbies. Wow. So, anyway, that that kept me entertained for a good couple hours. That's wild. You're right. People are so weird. People are they're just, I just, sometimes I see the general population <laughs> and I go, what are you thinking? How did you yeah. arrive at that conclusion? Yeah. Moving on. Do you have any more topics for this week? Um, only Silo. Oh. Like a delusional Debbie. Stop. I totally thought we Stop. were going to get the answers to everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was stupid. But wait, okay. If you've not seen the TV show Silo on Apple TV Plus, go watch it and then come back. We're about to discuss spoilers for the season finale. Yes, we are. You absolutely should go and watch it, by the way, because it was It's phenomenal. a phenomenal show. It was really very, very good. It, honestly, it might be my favorite show of the year, followed closely by The Last of Us. How? Wow. Really? And wow. everyone knows I'm a Last of Us fan. Yeah, we we do. That's a big I don't know. Pull. This this show just like hit very specifically all of my That's trigger fair. points of like a government conspiracy and like yeah. the Hunger Games vibes and yeah, you yeah. know. That's fair. That's I don't really know. Fair. Um also like badass woman as the oh my the God. lead. Rebecca Ferguson. And always gonna be a popped off. So true. Same. Slay. To be like clear. I really enjoyed the season finale and I thought the season finale slapped and I thought it answered enough and kept enough of the mystery. Now Maddie go and rant at me about your thoughts no, on the finale. No, I just, I, I, no, I thought it was very, very good. I just thought we were going to kind of get the answers to everything because I just kind of assumed it was only going to be the one season. Like I didn't really mm. think they were going to set us up with that cliffhanger just because I didn't think that 
they would do that. <laughs> mm. um, so I will 100% fully admit to culpability of being like, I think these are based on books. I'm going to go read the synopsis of all the books, which I did do. So I know now how it ends because I needed the answers to everything. So I got That's the answers insane. to everything, which makes me feel much better. That's unhinged. I can understand you. I will say, from what I read, they actually stuck quite closely to the first book. It's a trilogy. They stuck really quite closely to the first book. What? Oh, the book. The first book. Yeah, I've got. um, That's what my microphone's currently sitting on is "Wall" by Hugh Howie. Huh. There you go. It's um, um the the only whack thing they did was that they stopped the TV series about like a quarter like a third of no probably a quarter of the way from the end of the book so they missed the whole last quarter of the book which I thought was interesting. That is interesting. Which they did in order to leave it on a cliffhanger. Yeah. The um I thought that the cliffhanger was good. I was obsessed with how well they paid off early season plot points and yeah uh, i agree red herrings and stuff um yeah specifically yeah with like the um heat tape and stuff like that really fucking dope um i genuinely think the writing is some of the best of the year yeah up there um what were the cliffhangers the cliffhangers i enjoyed the the plot twist was about the what were you going to say? No, you go. Well, the plot twist was about the the, the visor display, right? Um, I guessed that episode one. Did you really? Okay, I we did. we did not guess that. We were like, okay, it's definitely green outside, and then uh-huh. we were like, okay, so how? What's 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 the conspiracy here? Is it are they? Is it like the suits? Do they put like poison in the suits, and that's where they die? Why are they yeah, not? The, on yeah, the is that they like hallucinate? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Why are they on the screens for some people and not on the screen for other? Um, no, not hallucinate. I thought it was like a like a they like killed them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like napalmed them or something. Yeah. Um, um, and then we were like, literally all the way up until the end when they when they did the heat tape heat tape switch, I was like, I don't really understand how this is working because if they put the heat tape on and it's better than theirs, then how does that mean? Like, is she gonna take the hood off and that's gonna let the fresh air in and not the poison? Blah blah blah. And we yeah. were like, what's the deal with the silos? Like, is this? It did. Yeah, it did keep me guessing. And in that, I'm just gonna quickly point this in is when she yeah. took the um the sheriff's badge with her i was like she's gonna yeah. use it to stab the thing to open yeah, it right but no my original guess was correct but continue yeah well because i was we were like that was all we kind of built that theory around the fact that we were like we think this silo is some kind of like working farm kind of situation where Mm -hmm. or maybe some kind of experiment where and then on the outside everything's fine but they need these people down here underground working to like produce electricity or something or it's like a yeah some kind of experiment to see when people go crazy from being stuck in underground for so long yeah um which we did not get an answer to in the tv series but i did get an answer to when i read the book book synopsis so i'll i'll leave the answer to that unsaid now yeah although we I did see that that yes that the the, the the land was ravaged yes and clearly i think um ultimately the kind of like 
theme of the season one was like about paranoia and yeah uh rebellion and uh, yeah. how it all like intersects and stuff um mm. which i thought was really good and not often explored the um like halfway through season one when it's revealed that there's cameras everywhere yeah shook gagged absolutely that was gooped. so iconic that, that was, was such so a good iconic. plot twist honestly um, everything's such a good plot twist period a dot and the um, one of the questions i still desperately want an answer to which i didn't get in the books was there was this one throwaway line where sims um mm-hmm. uh when his wife we were seeing his wife and it was after the big bad dude had said i don't want you to shadow me and sims and his wife he was like mm-hmm. she was like just remember what we're working towards remember what our agenda is or something like that and he was like yes i'll remember mm-hmm. and i'm like what's that do they have yeah. a separate one? Do they yeah. are they not aligned? Are they doing their own little mastermind thing? What's the deal? What yeah, is going it did on? give it did give little vibes of his he's willing to betray or he's like a double agent yeah. kind of thing to yeah. the president guy. Yeah. I need an answer. Yeah, to that. no, I agree. Um Yes, in episode one or early episode two, whenever the wife and um Holston went out yeah. to clean. Yeah. Um, I was like, I think, and there's like a whole thing about them saying we're not going to clean and then actually cleaning and all this stuff. And I was mm. like, I think, I said this out loud to my parents so they can attest. I think either, I think that the outside world really is post-apocalyptic and not survivable. Mm. But I think that the government either pumps their gas with like the sorry their suit with gas that like makes them hallucinate that they're in like a lush garden yeah or it's like um it's like a display like screens like augmented yeah. reality yeah um and they do that so that the people are like oh my god everyone inside has to see this they're lying yeah. to you so i'll clean the yeah. thing yeah and it's like a mind fuck um and i was mostly right which slay for me but no, i will were. say that's almost 100 correct genuinely kept me guessing right up until it started to like glitch because i was like yeah again i thought i was like i was like oh i was wrong she's gonna use the sheriff badge's pin to like open her suit yeah Uh, well i i i the first time i had any inkling that that was gonna be um that that was going to be what the plot twist was was they did like back to back they did this thing oh she looked at the james the Jane Carmody cleaning or something. I'm not sure. And then mm. almost immediately after she looked at the green display. I don't know yeah. what it was, but they had the same birds. And I was like, it was, she saw oh, that. And then when she second. went out to clean, she saw that the same birds were there. Yeah, yeah. that's right. And yeah. it gave the audience, it gave the audience like 30 seconds to realize it on their own. And then it did the flashback to seeing that. Yeah. Yeah. The cleaning. Yeah. So I thought that was really good as well. It's really true. It, well, no, it was. And then and then it kind of kept, like, slowly going into it with the, with the yes, she's kind of walking. She's not sure. She yeah. trips, but she can't see what she trips over. Then she looks down, and then it glitches. Even up until that point, mum and dad were like, what's going on? What's going on? It's like, mm. oh, we'll press pause so I can explain. <laughs> yeah. And then it finished, and mum was like, well, then, if they're not lying to everyone, why is it also... They're kind of lying, but secret. like they're not lying yeah. about the outside being destroyed. And I'm like, that's yeah. the point: is they live in this yeah. world where the, all of the history is destroyed, and they don't even 
know that there's questions about their lives that they need to ask. So if there's no questions, if they don't even know that they should be asking questions, then there's not going to be any type of paranoia or rebellion. Yeah, yeah. And that's ultimately, for me, what it was about, right? Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Is the lying and the control and the cameras and everything is all sketchy and stuff because they desperately want people to not be able to even have a thought of, maybe we should go outside. Because they're just trying to avoid another rebellion. Um... So there's so well, many layers always, to it. I don't know. To me, it's interesting because they create a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? By lying about yeah. it, when people start to figure out there's a lie, they, they start mm. to go, well, now I have questions. And when the questions aren't easily answered, they go, well, you Correct. know. They, they. But again, it's interesting because I think, I mean, because I read the synopsis of the book, I go, it just all makes so much sense. Like the way mm. that it ends. Like it's a very, very well-structured story. So, mm. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Very enjoyable. Yeah, eleven out of ten. I really, really, really loved it. Fo Shizzle. It was very. And I good. think that they dropped plot twists and big story moments at the perfect times because they gave enough time for like even the slower episodes. There was like mm. character uh, building. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, like there was you a whole the episode about like Juliet's mum and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. The other thing that I didn't get answered in the show that I really wanted, although I've basically got from reading about the books, is um, how George said he found the door at the bottom Mm. of the water with the building thing. Uh, And he was like, you don't even need to worry about the water. That's not a problem. Like, what is that about? Is that because it's only one centimetre deep? Like, where's the door? What's the situation? Where does it go? Like, anyway. I mean, we know where it goes. Oh, yes, I do know where it goes, but still. Yeah, I, I'm not sure what the water's about either, but... No, I don't know what the The door about. itself, we, we can assume, goes to the other silos and stuff, which... Slay. Slay. Cute. Cool. Wow. Well. Everyone watch Silo. It's a fucking great show. It was phenomenal. It was very phenomenal. good. Phenomenal. Period yeah. dot. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Okay. All right. Okay. I'll wrap this baby up. Oh, that was my other thing to say, to tell you. The show mm. finished and mum and dad were like, when, what, when are we going to get more? When season two? And I was like, knowing streaming services and how TV's made these days, 18 months to two and a half <laughs> years. Yeah. But then I Googled and Apple is actually using the old TV model. So Apple basically renews shows early yeah and then by the time the season's finished airing they're already filming season two so silo season two is filming and has been for the past like few weeks whack i knew it had already been renewed because i looked it up but oh my god that's so good that they're already filming i just assumed that it would be like an 18 month wait because yes it had been renewed but they were going to take ages to write the scripts and that's so good yeah so for like context hbo and netflix and stuff they don't renew a show immediately and even if they do production doesn't start straight away um and it's like two years between seasons which is fucking crazy and like with stranger things i think it was two and a half three years which yeah i don't know that's just not sustainable for tv <laughs> like i missed ridiculous. the shows when they did 24 45 minute episodes a year and they were always oh, we on time yeah yeah <laughs> oh but apple's going back to that because then i was like oh i wonder if this this thing where they uh what do they call it? They um, 
commission the scripts for the next season really early on. And then mm-hmm. if the show does well enough, they green light it and they've already got the scripts and they're good to film straight away. It's so good. Um, and they do that with all of their shows. So, like, Foundation, mm-hmm. um, Ted Lasso, all of those, like, all the shows that are big on this platform, they're doing it correctly, is what I'm trying to say. Love that. Love and I that need other networks to, like, pick up the pace. Because The Last of Us Part Two is not even going to start filming until at least, like, January next year. That's horrifying. And it was, I like, did... a full year of post-production on that show. That's crazy. I did see, um, I know we've talked about this once before, actually, about Apple TV and about how they're, like, they were kind of, like, the underdog of streaming services. Like, I think no one really took them seriously. And they've just really quite consistently been, like, they're not doing, like, a Netflix where they're just doing so many shows or they're not doing an Amazon where they're doing these big, massive names things and spending a fuck ton of money. They're just, like, quietly and consistently producing very, very, very good quality shows in a format that people are used to and are wanting to go back to. Um, And I think, honestly, I would not be surprised if in like five or ten years they're like one of the only ones left standing, you know? Yeah. No, I'm with you. Um, And not only do I think Apple has the money to be able to um, greenlight shows early and stuff, but from what I've seen online from the creators and stuff is that they're very creator-focused and... Yeah, nice. Which, which is obviously, it, obviously paying it off. results in higher quality shows. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. There's rarely, like... rarely a miss on Apple TV. Blackbird was one of the best shows of last year. I don't know if you watched yeah. that. No, I didn't. But it's worth a I'm watch. trying to convince mum and dad to watch that and Severance, actually. And Severance is. I Literally, whenever I think about Severance, I get like chills and like <laughs> in my emotions because it's that fucking good. Like, I, Severance could potentially be like my favorite show of all time i just i really really fucking adore severance yeah i i'm trying to get them to watch those those two because all the episodes are out so i'm like there's no commitment here we can just watch them whenever we want to watch them but yeah yeah anyway shrinking is another good one but kind of heavy interesting i also Mm. really really want to watch morning wars as well i'm desperate to see that i tried to watch uh for all mankind, it was actually the reason why I signed up to Apple TV in the first place. But I watched one episode and I was like, "This is the most boring show." Yeah. They had the greatest concept and then they completely flopped. <laughs> yeah, apparently <laughs> it does pick up. Apparently, for all mankind does pick up, but I'm not really interested in watching half a season of slow TV to then get to yeah the good stuff. Really fair. Um, and it was yeah. So everyone's season two is almost finished filming. Did it I end on a cliffhanger? It answered a lot of questions, but it does still technically end on a cliffhanger, yeah. Interesting. Maybe I'll wait. It was, it, it's really funny. Every single time I introduce mum and dad to a TV show and it's either like a week by week or it's um, early in its run or whatever, mm-hmm. like it's only got a couple of seasons, but there's still more seasons to come. Yeah. Inevitably, every single time mum and dad are like, you know, I just think it was really good that we got into Game of Thrones so late because we didn't need to mm-hmm. watch weekly um, yeah. for most of it. We only had to watch over the last couple of seasons. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. you're right, but this is fine too. Literally, every like, single conversation, conversation every time. 
No, they don't care about that. They're like, I just don't want to wait. <laughs> Which is mums because, and I tell you why, we watched Confess Fletch on the weekend mm-hmm. and I had to pause it um, because mum was making dinner. Fine, whatever. We were all making dinner. We sit back down and she goes, I've forgotten everything that's happened. Can you please refresh me? It's like, bro, it's been 15 minutes. What do you mean? And she's like, this is why I can't watch TV shows weekly because it just disappears from my brain. So that's, that's, <laughs> she, she can't do 15 minutes, let alone week to week, I let alone just years in between seasons. Yeah, it's so true. <laughs> because the season finale of Silo finished, right? We got Iconic. all that information and mum goes, so the outside really is green, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm like, Mom, we just watched <laughs> 10 hours explaining that it's... N- n- what? <laughs> oh, God. Like the most, it's, so it's just true. It's a mum thing. At the end of Confess Fletch, I did have to go, okay? Mum was like, I don't know what happened. So I had to go through Amazing. the entire movie explain point everything. by point Stunning. and explain everything. And at the That's end, so she funny. was like, I think I understand. So why did this happen? And I'm like, hmm, Okay. Okay, I can be patient. It's not like yeah. we didn't see it play out. Yeah. Second by second, five minutes ago, but whatever, it's fine. It's fine. Period. <laughs> the, um, yeah, I mean, shows where you have to, like, sit down with whoever you're watching it with and have, like, a debrief at mm. the end of the season. Yeah. Thems is my shows. So fair. So fair. We had to do it Completely with Silo. We had to do it with yep. The Last of Us. We had to do it with Severance. Yeah. We had to do it with um, The Bear. Yeah. yeah. Like, we did. We watched um, The Banshees of Inner Sharon on the weekend, mm-hmm. actually. Um, have you seen it? Loved it. Dad left halfway through. He just went to bed. He just got up and walked out. He didn't even say a single word. He just went to bed. And then we heard the TV from his bedroom. And I was like, oh, well, he's had enough of this then. Um, Amazing. And mum talked about it with me for two days afterward because she was like, I just don't really think I understand what it was about. Like, mum, mm-hmm. you literally were an English teacher. What do you mean you don't understand what it was about? <laughs> <laughs> Stunning. Yeah. That was, yeah. it was the same with my mum too. I was like, I watched it by myself and then I was like, mum, dad, you're not going to like it. Don't watch it. Yeah. Mum, I think you'll like it. Yeah, yeah. So give it a go. And she watched it and she was like, it was, it was depressing <laughs> yeah 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 well, mom and dad mum was like she was she she was like i liked it because it was a bit funny i'm like mm. okay yes it was a little bit funny but it was kind of a bit deeper than that and she was like yeah it was good and then she's like it was way better than that other stupid movie you made me watch and i'm like what one's that and she's like everything everywhere all at once i'm like is that a joke? She says that's the worst movie I've ever seen in my whole life. Like, oh, ah! you're a liar. <laughs> you're a liar. I think she was sat down with like the right headspace to watch. No, <laughs> oh, I totally agree. Actually, the bear, the bear is probably a good one for your family. They might. You reckon? Yeah, it's set in a kitchen, um, and it's quite high, high, high pe- stakes. High pressure, high pace, high pressure, fast pace. Sorry. Love that. And also, um, we've my family just started watching The Strain. It's on okay. Disney Plus. Um, it's four seasons. It's completely finished. Four seasons. I think thirteen episodes a season. Okay. Um, and what it's did about you say it was like on, sorry? Disney Plus. Okay. It's um created by and based on a book by Guillermo del Toro. So it's like it's set in modern times, but it's like hard 
supernatural vampires. Love that. That's a vibe. Like vampires where like their tongue comes out of their mouth and like latches on like a parasite. Ugh. Horrifying. But it's really good and it's like a fun mystery. And also it's all completed and ready to go. I do love that. Mum loves that. So And it was finished after four seasons. It didn't get cancelled. So it's like a full story. Do love that. There's no cliffhanger. I do love that. Anyway. All right. Okay, we should probably wrap up because we've just been basically just chatting. (laughs) We have. I'll have to, I'll cut it down. It'll be fine. I feel like that's fair. And understandable. All right. Fucking watch Silo, everyone. So true. Get on it. It's great. (sighs) Okay, Maddie, where can people follow you? Uh, at real underscore Maddie, M-A-D-D-I-E underscore M, just the letter M, on TikTok and Instagram. Nicholas, pod. If you want to follow the pod, you can at WTFIH podcast on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. All the links down below as usual. Mine is NIC underscore sushi on TikTok and Twitter. Although Twitter's really, I don't know how much longer I can stay on there because it's a shit show. It is. Elon's just limited the amount of tweets you oh can God, look I at a day. Oh my God, I saw this. It was crazy. And it's like, isn't that the antithesis of what you want Social media to be is happening to be about yeah insane anyway. absolutely insane shit show um and that's all see you next week bye bye <laughs> oh no wait we have to thanks so much for listening, We're listening to the bye bye <laughs>